I'm back. I'm so sorry if you um, do not follow me personally on Instagram or if you don't follow the podcast Instagram because then you might be like, hey, bitch, um, what happened to two a week? What happened to Monday, Thursday? Why is this going up on Tuesday? What is the tea? So let me give you a little bit of a life update because your girl has kind of been through it the last week, which is totally fine. Everything works out. Everything will be fine. I'm a strong bitch, but pretty much what happened was I posted the episode on Monday and Monday I felt pretty good. You know, I went to the gym, live in La Vida Loca, doing everything. And then Monday night I started feeling not great. I felt like I might've had some like fevers. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe this is just like a sinus infection. That's pretty common for this time of year for me. No big deal. Big fucking deal. I had strep and my Lord, <laughs> I hate strep as an adult. So also if I end up popping a cough drop, I'm sorry, but my throat still isn't a hundred percent. So I feel confident that I can talk for an hour, but I might have to take a few breaks, drink some water, and then I have some cough drops with me. So if you hear that in my mouth later, I'm sorry, but I want to make sure I can get you guys an episode. But basically, like I said, I ended up getting strep and it is just awful as an adult. I got strep all the time as a kid because I'm somebody whose tonsils basically make out with each other back there. They just, they just be touching. And so I got strep, I feel like at least once a year. And as a kid, as long as I had my fucking pink amoxicillin that tasted like just straight fire, I feel like I could do anything. Like I had to convince my mom to let me go play outside and I'd have fucking fevers. You just bounce back from things so fast as a kid versus as an adult, you're just like, I'm going to die. Like you just, you put my will together, get my things in order, <laughs> get my estate in order because I'm not making it through this. Literally it was bad though. Like I had such high fevers that I just straight up fell out of it. And for me with my anxiety, the way it is my biggest pet, like my biggest fear. And the thing that causes me the most anxiety is that weird feeling of feeling out of it, like that hazy, weird feeling. And so because I was taking so much medication to bring these fevers down and then on top of not eating and drinking, like I needed to be, because obviously I just couldn't. And I was sleeping a lot, especially Tuesday and Wednesday. I just was a not, not thriving. And then Friday, I'm still trying to recover. Also, you're just going to get way too much TMI of Lacey's life. So luckily got amoxicillin, you know, the pill kind, cause I'm an adult now, sadly. And, um, I was doing better, uh, still not hundred percent, still was having fevers. And then unfortunately I forgot to get prebiotics or probiotics in time and antibiotics tear my stomach up. Okay. I will be pissing out my ass <laughs> if I am on antibiotics and don't take probiotics. So I was at that state, uh, finally getting out of that one. Thank goodness. Uh, still not, still not where we'd want to be, but we're way better than we were, if you know what I'm saying. So Friday I'm sitting and still trying to recover. Like I'm sweaty from having just, I'm clammy. And my mom comes in cause she was taking down Christmas decorations from the porch. And she just comes in and says the scariest thing that my mom can say to me, um, which is Lacey, I can't see out of my right eye. Now, you don't know my mom and you don't know my mom's story. So let me give you a little background. And my mom has always had very, very bad eyesight. By the age of nine, she actually had to switch to the permeable hard contacts because they could no longer make glasses strong enough for her. So she was like eight or nine and had to start using like contacts. And so she's always had bad eyesight. And then in 2008, my mom's retina completely detached from her eyeball. And so when they went in to do the surgery, they found out that on top of being so extremely uh, nearsighted, I believe, that um, her retina had been stretched. She also had a birth defect that caused her optic nerves to be different. So that was another factor because she has macular degeneration, which is what also uh, doesn't help in the retina tearing department. She has glaucoma, which I think we've gotten that taken care of. I say we like I did anything. My mom's had so many surgeries and straight up my mom is like the strongest fucking person because every single surgery, she just acts like it's no big deal. She literally was going to drive herself to the fucking eye doctor on Friday. She's like, I got have my one. I have my good eye. And I was like, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> but anyway, so she just has very poor eyesight. Luckily, they were able to do a couple different surgeries to where her good eye is 20-20, but her bad eye has always just kind of stayed pretty rough. Like there's vision, but it's not great. But my mom has adjusted. But like one big factor is my mom's depth perception is just like not there. Well, Friday when she said, I can't see out of my left eye or right eye, sorry, I always get her good and bad eye mixed up. And I really shouldn't because I literally look at her every day. But <laughs> um, 
she was like, I think I tore my retina again. And all she did was jump. She just jumped. She was like on the step and she was cleaning and she was like, Oh, I'll just hop down. And she hopped and then <laughs> curtain went down. She couldn't see anymore. So I rush her to the eye doctor that's local because they have her like everything. And obviously they can't perform surgery there, but they can just check and see. So they run the test, they run the scans. And yes, my mom did tear her retina again. So right now she is actually at her eye appointment. My dad took her. And so we are figuring out when she's going to have surgery and it's probably going to be very soon. It'll probably be before my Thursday episodes up because it's something that they have to take care of pretty quickly because they want to get that surgery done within the week so that you can try to salvage, salvage as much eyesight as possible. And so that's been really tough because I know that with my mom, like that's such an aggressive surgery because you just cannot do anything. Like when she had her first retina tear, I remember she had to lay on her stomach for 16 hours a day for the first couple weeks because you just have to let that heal. Cause they basically just kind of put like this buckle all the way in the back of your eye to hold the retina together. And you can't really move hardly at all because you don't want to disturb that. Because like I said, literally just jumping tore it. So I know that that means that on top of taking care of my business and taking care of the farm and doing social media, I now also have to take care of my mom full time, take care of the house, take care of the dogs, make sure that everything's up to par. Because here's the thing. My mom is a psychopath. If you do not have the house clean, she will try to fucking clean even when she should not be when she should. We, I should, I need to strap the bitch down because literally she tore her retina on Friday. So then this weekend she's like, well, I'm just going to go ahead and finish taking all the decorations down. Blah, 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 blah. That way I know it's done. So I don't want to do it when I'm have to lay down for a month. And I was just like, okay. Cause I heard the eye doctor tell her that unless she's like shaking her head around and doing a bunch of crazy shit, she can't hurt it anymore. So I was like, okay, then you do whatever you want this weekend. So me and my dad were helping her all weekend, trying to get everything ready for her so that she felt comfortable to just be chilling. But it is just stressful. And it is also just scary because like, my mom's eyesight is something that she just, she's not as like worried about it, but I worry because I know that her eyesight's deteriorating even in her good eye. And like selfishly, I think about things like I want my mom to see me on my wedding day and I want my mom to potentially get to see if I have grandkids. And so like, that's something that I struggle with because I just, I do love my mom so much. And so it just, it pains me that she got to serve these shitty eyes because she doesn't deserve it. And it's, I just cannot imagine how scary that would be to just be seeing one day. And then in an instant, your eyes just go black. Well, your one eye goes black. And then just to have to adjust to that. And, you know, she's down there now. And I don't, we don't know what's going to happen. You know, we don't know if her eyes, if they do the surgery, if she's going to get back to completely what she had before, if it's going to be worse, we don't know. And that's kind of scary, but my mom is such a fucking trooper, dude. Like <laughs> there is no way in hell I would be able to do what she has been able to do because some of her surgeries, she had to be awake. Oh, fully awake. Cause she had to answer questions. So some of these eye surgeries, she was awake, eye wide open and had to watch you utensils and utensils <laughs> watch watch fucking tools go into her eyes how the fuck you do that Teresa? you're a fucking superhuman so i've just been on top of you know sick and then you know feeling shitty for myself then it was just like oh my god my poor mom and trying to get all that taken care of so it's been a crazy weekend um and it's probably gonna be a crazy couple weeks but it's going to be okay. We're going to get through it. We're, we're, we're all strong people. And you know what? We're going to do the damn thing. Okay. I just, all I can do in this moment though, is just thank fucking who, like, thank you guys, because you have allowed me the job to where I get to do stuff like this. Like I can take care of my mom and my dad doesn't have to worry about not working and we will be able to not have to worry about finances because I can still work fully from home and I can still get my bills paid fully from home. So thank you so fucking much for supporting me in any avenue that you do, whether that be Instagram, TikTok, my podcast here. Thank you so much because that really does help because I just think about all the opportunity, like all the times like shit has happened because I was able to be here, you know, no, there was no rushing home from work. Nobody had to, like my, I was just here with her already. And that's something I do think about for my future plans of like living on the farm and building my own house, because there might become a time where my mom can't drive anymore. And I don't want her to lose that freedom. So I want to be able to take her places. I want her to be able to do things with me and I don't want her to ever feel alone. So I really appreciate you guys because 
that is something I cannot just express how grateful I am that this is my job because of things that I have been able to do and the ways that I've been able to help my family. So thank you so much. And I promise the rest of this episode is not going to be sappy. We have shitty dating profiles. We've got email submissions from y'all. I promise I'm not going to be a sappy little bitch the whole time, but like it just has been a crazy week for me. And so um, I am sorry that the podcast episode I was, you know, didn't post for a week, um, but I'm back and I think I should be fine because like I said, even though I will be taking care of my mom for the next couple months, I'm, I can be here, you know, I can, I can leave her downstairs for an hour and a half so I can go <laughs> record a podcast episode. It won't be a big deal because it's not that it's not necessarily a strenuous surgery for like the recovery as far as, you know, it's not something where she has to do physical therapy or it's like really, really painful. It's more of just the fact that there's just, she really has to just not do a lot for a couple months because you have to make sure that retina can fully heal. So that's going to be the biggest obstacle, but we can do it. And like I said, I'm so glad that I have this job because it'll make it that much easier on my family. So again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. Thank you so much for loving the podcast. That's a kiss on the forehead consensually to all of you is as long as you accepted it. And I'm going to take a break, which won't seem like anything to you, but I'm going to drink water and I'm going to clean up my face because, you know, shocker, Lacey cried on an episode of her podcast. <laughs> okay, I'm so sorry. I have a cough drop in, so... I'm going to try my best not to move around in my mouth a lot, but because I know that obviously that could be really annoying. I'm also trying to talk louder farther from the mic so there's not as many mouth sounds. So hopefully that is what happens. But I did want to touch on one thing, just kind of in the internet sphere of my comment sections and stuff, because it's one thing that I don't understand. Well, like, it's not that I don't understand it from a negative perspective. It's just I would like to talk about it because it's just odd to me how people react. So basically, I had a video where I talked about, we already talked about it here, but I made a video about it. The one guy, the conversation where he ended up being super offensive and just calling me fat and then was acting a little bit racist because I rejected him after he trauma dumped on me. We all remember him. Um, I just did like a really dramatic reading of our conversation for a video on Instagram and TikTok. And somebody commented and was like, funny how she has proof of the pathetic part, but conveniently, you know, we have to take her word for the, on the other racist stuff and stuff, like whatever. And it was so funny to me because it's like, A, regardless of that, com that conversation was whack, even if that is the case. Like, even if I lied for some reason about the racism for, I don't know what, like, I don't know why you would lie about that, but it's still crazy. Like the conversation was still whack. He was just trauma dumping and just was an insufferable human. So I was like, are we standing up for shitty men? Like, are you like, what are you trying to prove here that I'm using racism for clout? So I made a response video, not being mean, but I just kind of explained that of like, first of all, you don't have to believe me, but this is also the internet. So you don't have to fucking watch it. You don't have to follow me. You don't have to do any of that. It's just weird to project your opinion like that. But then when I make a response video like that, people are like, oh, don't waste your energy. Don't respond, blah, blah, blah. And I totally, I love those people. Like, I'm not saying that's a negative response at all, but I don't understand why as a creator, I can't talk about those things. Like, I'm not crying. I'm not sitting there sobbing over a hate comment. I'm just, I was explaining. I was explaining. I was like, first of all, yeah, you know, I was like, if I lied, did it affect your life? No. So why are you so oppressed about it? Two, it's not for clout because A, I would never, I wouldn't, listen, Black people already have to deal with white people trying to come in with a savior complex and being like, oh my God, that's so racist as a white person. Like, shut the fuck up. You don't get to decide that. <laughs> so no, I never want to be that bitch. I try so fucking hard not to be that bitch because it's just exhausting. But what, like, you think I'm going to use racism for clout? Well then baby, I would have put it in the beginning of the video, not the last five, 10 seconds, because that's the whole point. Like there is a whole genre of content called rage baiting or um, click baiting, which is where people will either do something that makes people mad or it makes people it's clickbait to make them want to watch the video. And then it ends up not being that way or this, that and the other. I don't make content like that. I never have. I've done some silly goofy things occasionally, but I never start a video just hot and heavy with dumb shit just to try to attract people. I've been fortunate to make content that people enjoy and keep coming back and build a community, I'm not doing clickbaity shit. And I also was explaining it as to on Instagram, 
I make no fucking money off views. So there isn't that much of a like gain for me to every video hit, you know, over a million views or something, because I'm not making money from that. So there's no reason for me to lie. But again, and it's like one of those things where people are like, well, you don't have to explain yourself. And it's like, but if people are questioning my character, why am I not allowed to respond? Because it's my job at the end of the day, regardless of if I don't necessarily make money off the video, it is still beneficial for me to make content. You know, the more content you make, the more you can push to the algorithm, the more people can find you, the more followers you can get, the more followers you get, then you have a better opportunity of getting brand deals and you can get more for brand deals. Like there is a point to building your platforms and content does that. So why, why does everyone get worried or act like it's the content being creator being so pressed or so a bother? It's like, no, dude. I'm just making videos. <laughs> I am a comedian and I saw this comment and thought of some funny shit and now I'm going to respond to it. And you have to understand as somebody who's commenting, if you want to be a shit on the internet, you need to be ready for what can happen, which is I can respond to that comment and now all those people are going to see you. <laughs> like don't comment on a bigger account if you don't want to handle the smoke when that creator might comment back to you or respond to your comment. Simple as that. And it's also just weird because to have that energy and then follow me, that's something I will never understand. But yeah, when people are questioning my character, my morals or something, I'm going to respond. And it's not because I'm upset or hurt. It's because I'm allowed to explain myself. I also like to be open and honest because that's why I wanted to be transparent about the whole money thing. Because I feel like everyone thinks that you just make all these videos and Instagram just cuts you fat ass checks. No. I have over 600,000 followers on Instagram and Instagram does not pay me a fucking penny because I don't have subscriptions set up because that's the only way I could make money and they stop paying creators for videos. So the only way I make money on Instagram is through brand deals, brand deals only. So I'm not making shit from Instagram. I'm posting there to, you know, build my community and to provide content for people who enjoy it. That's it. <laughs> so I like to just be open and transparent and I just don't get that conversation. It's always so weird to me because they're just like, oh, just, and I'm like, dude, I'm good. I'm chilling. It's fine. Like exactly why I respond to people who call me fat. I love to throw those videos in every now and then. And it's not because I want that person to see it. I don't give a fuck if that person sees my response because they're not going to give a shit about my response. They're going to think it's stupid. I want the people who are struggling with body image, who might be bigger than me, who might be smaller than me, who might hate their body. I want them to see it. I want them to see me taking my power of, you know what? Fuck you. I don't give a shit that you think I'm fat. You just paid off my fucking Polaris, dumbass. Like, how, how am I going to let a man who can't even put his profile picture on a TikTok account define how I'm going to feel about my body? Whack. Fucking whack. And that's why I make responses. And again, at the bottom line, I'm a content creator. It's the same reason I kept talking to that man because I was like, this shit's going to be kind of fire from a podcast because this man's wild. <laughs> like it's the same kind of concept. Just bananas to me. Absolutely bananas. But anyway, thank you so much for your submissions. We got some other ones again. So basically, I love this to be an interactive podcast. If you're new here, just listening. I love talking to you guys. We lo I love having banter back and forth. I love when you guys DM or email. So that's the two ways you can get to me. So I have an Instagram just for the podcast, which is at feral cow bitch pod. You can DM me there, or I have an email set up. Both will be in the description, but the email is tell the FCB at gmail.com. You can submit dating stories. You can submit crazy dating profiles. You can do, uh, you can add to the conversation from the last week. I love that. Um, you can also send some random stuff. I'm actually really excited because somebody sent one for us to judge if they are the asshole. And I'm real fucking excited for that one. But this first one says it's from Alex. Cause you said you can say my name. That's a big one. If you send me a DM again or email, make sure you clarify if I can say your name or if you want to remain anonymous, please. Um, if you don't specify, you will just stay anonymous. <laughs> okay. So Alex says, been listening to your pod from the start and have told coworkers to listen. Hi, Holly. Hi, Holly, if you're watching, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Wanted to write in because while you were talking about slut shaming men, I texted my partner and told him that his shirts with the sleeves cut off were slutty hot. He, res <laughs> he responded saying he'll be ripping all his shirts apart. Hope you find someone who will destroy their clothing for you without asking questions. Oh my God. Yeah. You have a king apparently. Good for you. Good on you. Okay. I don't know if this person said I can say their name. So we're just going to go ahead and start reading. And then 
if they said it by the end, we will do that. So, hey, Lacey, first of all, I want to say how much I loving, I'm loving the podcast. I find myself talking and laughing along with you through the episodes. Dude, I do that with podcasts too. So there is no judgment there. I will sometimes if I'm listening to like the basement yard, I'll straight up pause it and then like have my own thoughts in my car by myself. <laughs> I don't think that's crazy at all. Okay. I was also happy that you talked on your experiences with women health. I completely agree that women, people with uteruses go through some of the craziest levels of pain that men just won't understand. Period. I do have a story to share with you and I'm okay with you using my first name if you share this on the podcast. Okay. So this is from Madison. Back when I was an undergrad, so about 19 or 20, I had been in a long-term relationship that lasted a total of three years. The first year and a half of any of that of that any and all intercourse was great. No pain. After that, I started to have pain during for anyone and everyone for anyone and everyone. Painful sex is not normal. Don't ever let anyone tell you otherwise. Yeah. Go get that checked out. My significant other at the time was very understanding. Great. Being young and anxious to start this search for a gyno. I went back to my hometown PCP. Uh, I had gone to the nurse practitioner in the office and had never had problems with him up to this point. I'll call the NP uh, Dr. Smith. I went to Dr. Smith and explained that I had started having pain with intercourse and that had never happened before and also requested I get a pap to figure it out. I also explained that lubrication was not the problem because the slip and slide was operating like normal. I also explained that we had tried safe lubes and oils just to be extra sure that lubrication was not the problem. I wasn't experiencing any other symptoms either, so to me it was a mystery. He asked if I had my first pap yet, which I hadn't. He responded that although he's qualified to give them, he would feel most comfortable that I get my first pap from a specialist. Totally valid point, completely understandable. But then he turns around and says, and I fucking quote, but you're young and inexperienced. So try more foreplay. Are you shitting my dick? Oh my God. I mean, I, I have a, 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 a story that I might share from a gyno experience that I might talk about, but this is fucking bananas to me because the, some of the shit that they will do is fucking wild. But um, he said, and he sends me out the door, no references, no recommendations and leaving me feeling like shit. It then takes me another year. Oh, you sweet baby. I was about 20 ish, 21 when my experience happened. So I get, you're just young and you don't know what the fuck's going on. And that's a medical professional, especially a man. That's somebody of authority. What the fuck are you supposed to do? Oh God, I hate that for you. Um, so it takes another year to find an OBGYN that I'm remotely comfortable seeing. I don't blame you. So that's a year and some of change worth of pain. God, oh my God, I hate that for you, Madison. I go in there and explain to her my menstrual history. I have problematic periods as well. Was on birth control for it. She immediately requests we do two ultrasounds, pelvic and intravaginally, along with the physical pelvic exam. Upon first glance, she says that I have chronic yeast infections that don't behave like the average yeast infection and can't be treated with over-the-counter medications. Prescribes me some medicine and wouldn't you know it, voila, painful intercourse gone. Oh, see? Fucking men. <laughs> now I continue to keep a very careful watch on my vaginal health. Do not blame you. I take it so seriously and anyone listening should too. Yes. Get your pap screen, get your paps, get your screenings. They suck, but they're important vaginal health is important. If you have a uterus, I, we have a lot of extra things we got to do, but we got to do them. Thinking about Dr. Smith still pisses me off. Girl, same. I don't even know the bitch, but I want to know him. <laughs> but I also know that's a pretty common experience for a lot of women. Unfortunately, it is. Anywho, thank you for telling, let, letting me tell this to you. Continue to read those dating profiles from shitty men. They're absolutely hilarious. <laughs> Love and appreciate all the chaos. Give Doja a little forehead kiss for me. Absolutely, I will. That is fucking crazy. So I actually had something happen. It's not the same as this, but it was with a female doctor. And I'm going to tell you because it was traumatic for me. And I literally don't know how to explain it. So if you didn't know, I don't, I don't know if I've talked about this anywhere else. I lost my virginity at a very old age. Okay. I was 24 when I lost my virginity and I was always so ashamed. I was so embarrassed. It was just something I never wanted to talk about because I felt like I was just too old and I was going to be a 40 year old virgin. Okay. Okay no, you're fine. And so when I wanted to get, when you get your first pap, they tell you, you, to, you should probably do it, but like around 21. So when I was going into for my first pap smear, I think I was like 20. I don't know if I was turning 21. I don't know if I was already 21 or not, but it doesn't matter. I was a virgin. So I was very scared because you know, they always tell you how tight your shit is when you're a fucking virgin. <laughs> And so when she tried to do the exam, I was extremely nervous. She kind of made me uncomfortable. I don't want to say she did or said anything weird. It's just like, it was not, I did not feel comfortable in that situation. And so when she tried, she was just like, we're not going to be able to do anything. And like, when I tell you her try was not really a try, but whatever. And so she's like, well, since you're not even sexually active, we don't have to worry about it. It's not like you could have anything wrong with you. And so she's like, so just have, like, when you have sex, come back. <laughs> That's what she said. But then outside, 
her and the nurses were fucking laughing at me. And so when I tell you, I went to my car and I fucking sobbed, fucking sobbed. I called my mother and I fucking sobbed because I was just, that was that big fear of mine was just like being made fun of for being a virgin at such an older age for society. And then I just fucking boom, fucking sobbed. And then I lost my virginity to a random man. I shouldn't say random. He was like a fuck, I, 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 fuck buddy. I literally, <laughs> I literally, my fucking virginity was taken by a fuck buddy. But I will say this funny thing about the whole losing your virginity. It didn't hurt for me because I had sex with a man who was also like 25. Cause I was 24. I think he might've been older than me. So like he knew what he was doing. Okay. So he actually did proper foreplay and shit. So like my first sexual experience was really good. And uh, like a lot of my friends who lost it at like 16 and 17, I remember them talking about it just like not being a good time. And I'm like, well, hey, listen, maybe there is something good about having sex later. It's that men can then be a little bit more informed of the female body. <laughs> okay, so, okay. Oh, wait, no, we already read that one. Sorry. Or did I? Did I read that one? I don't know if I read this one or not. I, I, I remember reading it, but I can't, I, I don't think I have. Okay. So this person says, oh my gosh, the men who post their Snapchats are bold and I can't. I've tempted to make a fake Snapchat to follow and see what follows. That's funny. After your huge dick story, I need to find men like this in my new era. My ex, who I took care of for almost four years, drove to and from work and whatnot, broke up with me after we moved into a fully furnished apartment. I tossed all the items from my apartment, like down to silverware and sheets, literally the worst. So I'm starting over. I'm currently sitting in my empty apartment on the floor, listening to you, laughing my ass off and forgetting how ungodly anxious and sad I was an hour ago. Please keep putting this good into the world. I laugh along with you and feel understood in this dating world. You're the best. I adore you. And you have permission to share because I need people to know my ex sucks. <laughs> Jesse, I love you. I'm so sorry, but you are such a strong bitch and you're going to get through it. I promise. Okay. Men suck. Listen, I need you to think, okay. What was the ick that I really think about him bowling? Think about him walking away from him thinking that he just like bowled a strike and it went in the gutter. I want you to think about that. Okay. Does it give you the ick? Okay. Yeah. Fuck him. He's a piece of shit. You should put his name in here. You should put his first and last. I would have said it on the podcast. <laughs> but anyway, I'm so sorry. That is so shitty, but I'm glad I can make you laugh. This person I love because the fucking thing says, I, the, the subject is, I adore you with my whole ass. <laughs> Period. I first started seeing your videos featuring you and your cows, which I love, but I love you even more because of you and your podcast. I have children your age and you have the knowledge of someone my age. I was on the dating apps at one time in my life and everything you talk about is totally resonates. I live in Milford, not far from you. I swear if I ever ran into at Jungle Gyms, I would calmly fangirl. <laughs> You can say my name. It's Renee. Hi, Renee. Um, thank you so much. I, it's crazy to me when people say that they think I have such, um, like I think like an, somebody who's older because I've always been told that and I always felt different. And I don't want to say that that, like, I think I'm better in any way, shape or form by that, but I just feel like I always had a different grasp of things and it made me feel weird and alienated. And now that I have a platform, I realize maybe that was my purpose. You know, I feel like I'm doing, I, I do some good. Like maybe that was the point all along. I don't know. It made me feel like a weird ass motherfucker in middle school and high school. I can tell you that right now, <laughs> but thank you so much. And if you ever do meet me in public, I know that I do get very weird about my privacy of my farm. And I don't like comments when people are like, Oh my God, I want to visit, or I live this far away from you. Blah, 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 blah. I don't like those, but, and just in the sense of people like when, so if you're telling me you just live in Milford, so that means that you could catch me at, um, jungle gyms, that's totally fine. But some people say it as a way of being like, I'm only 30 minutes from you. And I'm like, first of all, no, you don't fucking know. You only know that my PO box is in Hillsborough. What you don't know is I don't live in Hillsborough. <laughs> I just put my PO box there. I was thinking small. I didn't use the PO box. I didn't use the, um, post office closest to me for a reason, but, um, I just, I worry about people crossing that boundary because like I said, this is my house. This is my family farm. And like, if someone pulls in just to be like, Hey, I love your videos. And I just wanted to see your cows. I have to be mean and I don't want to be mean, but I can't have that keep happening. And I don't want to be a mean person. But if you see me in public, like if you see me at jungle gyms or out and about in the wild, I don't go out a lot. But if you do see me, oh my God, please say hi. Literally, unless I'm like in the bathroom peeing actively or like shoveling food into my face come say hi, literally. Oh my God. I love that. I love getting to meet people in person. It's so fun. So yes, if you see me, come say hi. Okay. 
Hello, you can use my name, Jen. My pronouns are she, her. Uh, love you. Firstly, please, the imposter syndrome. I have been there, but you are a comedian. I ran 26.2 miles and still sometimes have a hard time saying I'm a runner. Bitch, you're a fucking runner. You're a fucking runner. Secondly, love hearing your dating app experiences. I was on only on Tinder for one month in January of 2015. Can you give me an opinion on was I the asshole? Oh my God, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I love the Am I the Assholes so much. If you want to send me 600 of them, I would do a whole, I, yes. Okay. You can absolutely summarize this long story. I'm not going to. <laughs> I do not live in a rural area, so I would have some conversations with people on the app. And if I felt a vibe, I would m meet them for coffee or something light, easy first to not facilitate too much pressure, but it felt challenging for me to get a full read on people through messages. That's totally fair. Listen. Um, if I lived somewhere close in proximity to other people, I would 100% go on a lot more dates and do stuff like this because I agree with you. I think it's so much easier to catch a vibe from somebody in person versus through text. Me, it's just hard because I live in the middle of fucking nowhere, but no, that's totally valid. My best friend used to do the same thing when she lived in a city. So I met this guy for maybe an hour at Starbucks and after messaging for a few days and realized we had way less in common than he was leading on in messages. I've done that a lot too. Sometimes I'll talk about that. I need to not forget. Uh, I don't have a pen over here, so I have to hope to God my ADHD brain can hold on to it. But that is something where I I just got to find somebody that really gets my fucking dumbass sense of humor and stuff because I just feel like sometimes men don't appreciate it and it's because they don't have the same sense of humor, which is fine. It doesn't knock them as people, but like I get that because sometimes I'll make a conversation funny or I'll romanticize a conversation when in reality I'm like, oh, that was all me on both sides, wasn't it? <laughs> anyway, um, so... Uh, way less in his messages. His mannerisms reminded me of my ex and worst red flag. He was a bit rude to the Starbucks worker. Oh, that's the most cringy thing. Girl, I, you already are valid. I guarantee it. We parted ways without plans and he messaged me the next day. He would like to see me again. Here's where I think back and wonder if I could have just ghosted him. You definitely can. I think that my kind of rule of thumb is if we've only messaged on the app and one of us decides to leave, I don't really get offended just because there's so much people, there's so many people, there's so many conversations. That's different. I think if you meet, you can definitely, I think it's more appropriate to say why and not just fully ghost, but also, you know, at the end of the day, you have to do whatever is best for you. If you think you're talking to somebody who's going to blow up on you or be really rude and disrespectful, it's easier to fucking ghost. Like some guys will get just straight up mean, but I did not. I'm on a direct, <laughs> I'm a direct Virgo. <laughs> Oops. I replied. I did not think we had much in common, but wish him the best already. Yeah. Like that's exactly what you should like. Men just can't take rejection. He did not take that answer and went back in multiple messages about how we very vaguely did. I replied back. I just not did not vibe with him in person like I thought. He was short with the worker and he reminded me of my ex. That's where I maybe I'm an asshole. He messaged me back a paragraph about how he's a good guy and he's being punished for my past and a brief lack of patience, but that's not who he is. Listen here, straight up, straight up. Good guys don't have to tell you they're good guys. If a guy says, I'm a good guy, immediately I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're fucking not. Because good people don't say that they're good people. They just show you that they're good people. Like, I hate when guys are like, I'm really just actually a nice guy. Are you? Are you? Because you don't seem like it. <laughs> um, I left the message on read and moved on, but I always wondered where I could have avoided the defending himself lecture and went when I didn't ask and he did. Dude, men are just going to do that straight up. They just fucking do that because they don't like rejection and they just get super offended and mad. That's the reason why if a guy cat calls you and you say not interested, they'll be like, fuck you anyway, bitch. And it's like, you wanted to fuck me three seconds ago. Uh, no different than that guy with the conversation where as soon as I tried to calmly tell him like, hey, really don't feel like I'm your type. He's like, oh, yeah, you're not. You're fucking fat. I just go for skinny girls. And it's like, bitch, you matched me. So obviously you think I'm attractive. Fuck yourself. Anyway. Yeah, no. Jen, you are totally fine. Absolutely no way in hell is that you being a problem. That is a, that is a him problem. And I just want you to know that. So, oh, here's the, okay. This, so here's what I'm talking about. These, this is when it is so vital to find somebody who has the same sense of humor. And that's why that is something that is so important to me because we've talked about it multiple times, but like just being able to fully joke and like be yourself and not have to explain it is so great. And when somebody like appreciates a joke, cause like, I love a good irony joke. I love a good joke that like makes you think for a second and you have to like go back and be like, Oh my God, you said that because like two days ago, this is what we said. Like almost like an inside joke kind of vibe. I love that shit. Okay. So this guy, 
I did, I did two of these. <laughs> so the guy that came to pick me up, the one guy we were talking about the date, he's really great. But like I said, I just don't know if he understands my sense of humor, which again, is not a knock on him. It's just a difference of humors. But when he was asking me, <laughs> He was being so nice and he was just asking preferences and he was just like, so since you're going to be in a car a lot, do you like when, like, do you like to hold hands in a car? Do you like the like hand on thigh type of thing? Like, what's your vibe? And I just hit him back with personally, I like to sit in the backseat and pretend it's an Uber. <laughs> and he just was like, nice. <laughs> and I just thought that shit was so funny <sighs> because I think I'm funny and that's the problem. <laughs> And then the second one I hit him with was, um, we were, he was trying to talk about more like sexy stuff, you know, like, you know, that kind of stuff. And I sometimes get awkward in those conversations, not because I like, obviously don't like talking about sex. It's just like, it's just, you know, it's different with somebody who like you haven't met in person, you know? And like, sometimes I get worried with having sexually charged conversations with men because I don't want them to think that that implies anything. You know what I'm saying? So he was asking uh, I called him sir and he was like you better quit that because I may or may not like that and I was like oh whoop, my bad and he's like well now you should tell me what you like to be called and I was like no, that's not how that works you <laughs> you volunteered that information bud I didn't I didn't have to waterboard it out of you and he's like well I still think it would be like fun to know like and he's just kind of pushing it he's like so what do you want to be called and I was like well um my mom I was like to be honest when I was a kid, my mom called me laser beam and I think that shit's fire and I'd like to bring it back. <laughs> I just can't be serious to save my fucking life. And I think I'm funny with it and I'm probably not, but you know, it is what it fucking is, you know, it is what it is. But anyway, let's get to some of these profiles because I have found some good ones while I've been, you know, I will say Tuesday and Wednesday, I quite literally was just like, I cannot do this. <laughs> I was just so sick and pitiful. I was just laying in bed and I was sleeping a lot. But then when I wasn't sleeping, I was just in just a weird state because I wasn't looking at my phone. I was kind of watching TV. Like me and Doja were just laying there. Just, I was just trying to survive. This one, this guy just says, he's an accountant. So he says, if you're nice to me, I'll do your taxes. <laughs> um, this one I thought was just kind of cute. He says me. Loyal and affectionate, like a large dog, solid cook, professional photographer, always has edibles. You, snuggly, knows how to run with the, the joke, communicative, friendly, sends me the OOTD. I just think that's so cute because there's nothing better than a man who will just hype you up. You know what I'm saying? If you just send him, there are people shooting guns and I live in BFE. So that's just called fucking Uncle Bubba's target practicing. But sometimes it still does give me a little spook. I ain't gonna lie. One time our fucking neighbors somewhere were shooting a goddamn cannon. And I was like, hey, first of all, where in the fucking W, where in the World War II did you get that shit? Third of all, you should warn them, like, you should put, like, something, you should just put, like, put a note in our mailboxes, because I'm used to most, uh, like, I know most gun sounds, like, that one sounds like it's, like, some kind of rifle, so they're probably practicing to hunt something, but, like, that thing was terrifying to hear without knowing what the fuck it was. But anyway, this one says, truthfully, I know some of y'all are expecting something either sarcastic or captivating right here, but in reality, I'm just me and that comes with being human. I'll make your face hurt from laughing too much or dot, dot, dot. I just feel like I don't want people to think that there's that much pressure. Like really, honestly, it's not. I don't think, like I said, I would love to get, I wish that more men listen to me only for the sense of, I would love to have more like straight female like profiles because the way some men make their profiles makes me think that women might be just really horrendous. And I'm sure there are, there's, there's shit men, there's shit women. Like I'm not going to knock that at all. The only difference is men, men do physical violence. Okay. But anyway, this guy says, just looking for someone to banter and be hilarious with. Subpar marathon enthusiast, undercover nerd. I'm convinced my Patronus would be an entire mob of meerkats. <laughs> Can you guess which part made Lacey's <laughs> giggle dick go up? An entire mob of meerkats. I actually don't know if any of the ones that I have screenshotted have been bad. I think all the good ones from this last round have been, like, I think they've been good. This says, I use, turning, I use turn signals in parking lots. Terrified of women. <laughs> this guy has stand-up and sit-down comedian. And I don't know why that was funny to me. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, this guy just put not down for chit chat. Now time, now time marriage. 
I, I think this guy had just moved. I don't think English is his first language, so I'm not making fun of him at all for that. I just love that it's just not time for chit-chat, now time marriage. That right there is fantastic, straight up. I'm not making fun of it. Okay, this guy has a pros and cons list. Pros, doesn't have COVID, five-star Uber rating, big fan of 2000s punk pop punk music, has a Brita in the fridge with a new filter, decent at making dad jokes, above average at talking in third person. <laughs> cons has an android doesn't own a dog thinks jersey shore is a good tv show <laughs> uh this guy this one says most likely to try questionable street meat least likely to sleep at a reasonable time <laughs> these ones were fucking funny uh this guy says most likely to quote tacky the penguin at random times firmly stand against kfc spotify and airbnb for very valid admittedly petty reasons <laughs> That's just fucking funny. Uh, this guy made me laugh because it just says, I'm Evan. I'm very bad at this. <laughs> These fucking men are funny. Uh, this guy says, my love language is home alone traps. I want to walk in the crib and fall victim to numerous meticulous schemes. <laughs> this guy says, no longer new here, but I still don't know. I am. I still don't know. I am. Okay, he fucked this up, so now it's fucking me up. Okay. No, no longer new here, but still don't know I, anyone, or anything. Working to improve myself. Autistic in the I like to hyperfixate and collect things way, not in the genius in my field kind of way. <sighs> this one, okay, this is one that's like bad, but it's, it's not bad, but it is. So it's not bad because he's being open and honest with it. And so I'm not mad at that because... At least you're being open, honest, and straightforward up front. You know, all that shit. But we're all grown adults here. And so the fact that you honestly just on here to trade pics and videos, not looking for anything serious. Trade pics and videos? That's some shit you say at 16. What the fuck are we doing? I hate it here. I fucking hate it here. The thing is, so here's the thing. Here's the thing about nudes, Okay. I'm not going to sit here and be one of those influencers. Like I have ne I have sent nudes hundred percent. Okay. I put my fucking ass hat on my Instagram. <laughs> okay. When they pierce my titties, I let them put it on their Instagram story. And the only thing they had to cover was my fucking nipple itself. Areola was probably out. <laughs> so like, I'm not, I'm not against nudes and stuff. Like, I don't care if you send them, but like my thing is I feel like nudes are so much more fun to send when you're in a serious relationship and you just want to fuck with them like i don't even want to do it to like actually get you turned on i want to do it to actually i want to do it to get you turned on at impromptune times i know you have a big meeting come up you get a text boom tits in your face that shit's fucking funny to me <laughs> like that's what i'm talking about um like random men i'm just like what makes you think you deserve to get to see these titties what and what what <sighs> you got me tripping here um, oh my god, this one really got me. And this guy says, doing mostly good most of the time, Lexapro Sun, Wellbutrin Rising. <laughs> I think it's best because I've been on both of those. So I don't know if that part is what really got me, but whew, that one was good. Uh, dun, 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 dun. Okay, why did I screenshot all of him? If I could have a superpower, it'd be the ability to remember. Oh, that one's funny. I'd, okay, hold on. Sorry. I didn't know if this was all the same guy or not, because sometimes men be looking the exact same. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So it says, if I could have the superpower, it would be the ability to remember why I walked into that room. That is some real shit because I will walk into somewhere and just be like, God damn it. Because I forget already why the fuck I'm in here. Why did I come in here? I've gone up and down the stairs three times in a row because I'm like, I... I keep forgetting to just get a fucking trash bag. <laughs> uh, this guy says, so his other thing was a review by a friend helped me move into my new place. Only complained for the stair portion, which did in fact suck. Nine out of 10 could be a little quieter. <laughs> That's fucking funny. Uh, this one. So first the thing is there. So when you build your, like when you're making your Bumble slash Tinder, you can go through your Facebook to like import your information, which can make it quicker. But the problem is a lot of people, when we made our Facebook pages, we fucking lied about our age. So a lot of times people will be, you know, a different age than what their profile says, which is insanely annoying. And, you know, if it's like by a year or two, I can understand not changing it, but I also don't under, I don't think it's that hard to change it. 
But like 10 years, bro, is a lot. Cause this one, this guy was 35 and it says 45, not 35. Sorry. And it's like, bro, that is a whole different age. That is, I'm not trying to say 45 is old at all. Okay. But like, it's very different age than 35. It's a whole decade, baby. So maybe get that shit figured out. <laughs> anyway, it says hunt fish, camp all over the world. Most of the time is spent in the States, but my favorite is spearfishing off the coast of Bali from my beach villa. <laughs> and he put, yes, that's kind of a small flex, <laughs> which like, honestly, respect, fucking respect. Maybe, you know, you know, I get it. Like if I had a fucking beach villa, I would probably talk about it too. Okay. We talked about that one. So are we caught up? Oh my God. Are we caught up? Oh my God. I think we are. I think we're caught up on all the dating apps right there. That's so crazy. That's so crazy. Oh my God. She's chronically online. Let me see if I can find the video. So there has been this TikTok going around of this guy. And what's crazy to me, what's absolutely banana bonkers to me is that this man was like, oh my God, it's so funny. Hang on. Let me see if I can find the video. We want you to act like women in our mom's oh, Okay, so, so hold on. <clears throat> Let me see if I can like get... get dressed up and wear earrings and... Hang on. God bless. Okay. Things for us. No, we want you to act like women in our mom's... Oh. So, Nate Garner, <clears throat> if you don't know him, I will tell you, he got famous for being hot and lip syncing on fucking musically. Okay. The man's attractive, but that's all he has to offer the fucking internet. Because if you watch one of his vlogs, Jesus Christ, cause I did, I tried really hard. Um, he has a grind on me challenge. That's, that's what he did. That's how he, that's how he grew to fame. And you'll understand why I'm shitting on it here in a second, because he decided to, as, as every white misogynistic man does, have a podcast and put a fucking microphone in front of his face. And so he goes on this rant where he says, women think that we want mothers, but we don't. We just want the women to act like they, the women did when our mom, like our moms. Yeah. Yeah. I know that that's fucking confusing. He said, women, we don't want you to be our moms. We just want you to act like the women when our, in our mom's generation. So you're fucking your mom. You don't know how, you, you don't know what your mom was like at 20. You don't know what your mom was like at 26, Nate. You have no fucking idea what your mom was like at 26. So first of all, shut the fuck up. Second of all, here's my thing. Let's talk about this because I was literally so irate and I was like filming myself making videos, but then I just stopped because I was like, bitch, save her the podcast. So like I said, he's like, you know, we want you to be women who cook and who clean. And like, you know, you, they just, the, the, this, the bullshit without like trying to be misogynist, like trying not to sound misogynistic, but being so incredibly misogynistic that it's actually like I could gag on it. And it's just fucking crazy. Cause like, here's the thing that cracks me up. Okay. So I'll play your game for a second. You want to take this shit back to fucking gender norm roles, 1940s. Let's fucking go back there, Nate. Okay. Let's fucking haul ass back there and let's really digest this. Okay. I do more manly shit by noon than you've ever done in your entire goddamn life. You pretty boy. Let's talk about that first and fucking foremost. Okay. My bitch ass has chopped wood and put wood in a fucking burning stove. I take care of cows. I've birthed calves. I've, I've briefly, but I've run heavy equipment. I've put in leech lines and I help build the fucking foundation for my mother's garage. Okay. Again, you got famous for humping the goddamn carpet, bro. Shirtless on vine. That's, and now you get to have shit opinions and make millions of dollars. And you want to sit here and be like, I just don't understand. You're not the man. You're not the men we had in the fucking forties. Men in the forties had no fear would just go to fucking war and potentially die and leave us women the fuck alone. Maybe that's why we were okay. Cooking and cleaning. Those men had to do hard labor. You couldn't be an influencer in 1942, bud. You had to fucking work and work hard. Okay. They're still shooting. What the fuck is happening? You know, I ain't that concerned, but <laughs> like, that's what I'm talking about, bro. They had to like, you are so out of your goddamn mind. If you think that you can have a woman from 1940, but be a man in 2024, because the thing is y'all don't want 
to provide for us though, because then if it's like, okay, well, you want us to cook, you want us to clean, you want to take care of the whole goddamn house, you want us to pay all the bills, you want us to do all this, and all you have to do is make money. Okay, well, then that money has to pay for all the bills. And they're like, well, then you're a gold digger. And it's like, motherfucker, which is it? What do you want? Like, that's so stupid. And like I said, I would love nothing more than to make a reality TV show where I bring shit men with dumb opinions on podcasts out to my farm and I make them look like the absolute bitch boys that they are because I am confident with my whole pussy. I can outwork any of them. I don't care how much muscles they have. I don't care what kind of fucking regimen they're on. I don't care how much creatine they're pumping in their body. I, I just know because it's so different when you've done it all like your whole life. Okay. You just don't have quit in you. That's the thing. Like you just, I don't have, I don't have a gas tank that is ever empty. I can just keep fucking working because I've had to do hard shit. Okay. And it just pisses me off to no end because it's like, are you saying that? Cause you fucking believe it. Or are you saying it just to rage bait? Because I guess you got me, you got my blood boiling. You got my blood pressure at a questionable level where maybe I should worry about a health concern. Like, fuck you. <laughs> because that's the dumbest shit. Cause that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what pisses me off because, okay. Like, like, what do you mean? What do you fucking mean? You don't want a woman that likes to have a career. You don't, Oh, you know what you're saying? You don't want women who aren't vulnerable. You're preying on vulnerable women. That's fucking weird. And you should like check your psyche. If you only want a like small, brittle, broken fucking woman who has to depend on you financially, that's unhealthy. <laughs> strong, independent woman scare you? Good. I hope the fuck I do. That's my goal in life. Oh, if a man came up to me and told me that I scared him, ooh, tingly, I would just be like, yeah, I fucking should. <laughs> like, it's just, oh God, it's just so unbelievably frustrating that I can't even, I can't even make words right now, guys. It's just so crazy that those get to be the thoughts the thoughts that doesn't make any fucking sense literally we just want to be treated normal like straight up i just want a partner who is willing to support me and be there for me emotionally not even financially i don't give a fuck i have never given a fuck i have never given a fuck because i've always known that i want to be able to take care of myself i've always known that i never want to rely on anybody i don't want to depend on anybody maybe that's a toxic trait i don't know i'm in therapy but <laughs> So I don't care. I don't care when a man is like, this is what I do for a job. I don't look at it as like money. I look at it as like, okay, well, do you have a good insurance policy? Cause like that is kind of fire. Cause I'm self-employed. <laughs> That's what I'm looking at. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but like, it's just annoying. Cause yes, I know that there are women out there who might be that way, but it's like, that's what you want though. If you only want somebody who's going to cook clean and all that shit, hang on, my dad is calling me. Oh my God, can I pause? Can I pause? Hey, can you hurry up? Okay, hold on. Okay, my mother is having surgery on Friday morning. So actually I lied. There will probably, there will be another podcast episode before her surgery. But yeah, he just wanted to let me know because I guess that they're leaving home now, which is totally chill, totally fine with me. But yeah, it's just, it's so... Like I said, it's so frustrating because that's just such a wild take to have because it's like, what do you want? What do you actually want? Because some men will sit there and be like, oh, I want a strong, independent woman. Like, like I don't want a woman who needs me to pay her. I don't want to pay her bill. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, then yeah, you can date me, but I'm going to talk shit. And not in a bad way. If you tr like, listen, I at my core, I am such a goddamn simp. Oh my God. I... When I like a guy, the way that I become so goddamn domesticated is actually disgusting. It's disgusting! You have a blue collar job? I'm like, if I like a man, I'm like, I want to pack his lunches. And I want to make sure he would have dinner when he gets home. I would do his laundry. Bitch, I'm so gross. It's so disgusting. It's so unbelievable. If you treat a woman correctly and you can take care of a good, like, good person, they will do good things for you, okay? That's all it is. That's all it is, baby. But these fucking idiots, these fucking idiots, they just don't, they just, they drive me insane is what they do. They really do. And I just, I can't do it sometimes, you know? I just can't. It just drives me up a fucking wall. <laughs> but I just, that one really fucking got me because like I said, I just was sitting there and 
just immediately fucking enraged by it. And I know that that's, like I said, that's exactly what some people want sometimes because that is a category of content, like rage baiting. And I've even talked about it too, where I told people that like, you know, I did the little, I did a joke, I think it was in 2022, where I had this like toy Sonic cup. And so I joked and said it was like a full size regular cup and I put it by Rocco's foot and it made his foot look jai fucking normous, obviously. And I thought it was aggressively clear that it was a toy, but there were some people who were like, oh my God. But then most people were like, oh my God, it's fake. And they had to tell me that it was fake. Just like the same thing with me sitting by snow. She, people have to, Ben, have to tell me I'm fat. They have to. It's like, it's just, it's just, it's like oozing out of their pores that they just have to let me know that I am not skinny, which is so funny. But I literally am just over there like, okay. And it, it pays my bills. You guys made this video go so fucking viral. Thank you. Love you. <laughs> Love you so much. Thank you so much for that misogynistic behavior. I will take it all the way to the bank. Thank you. And it's just like, so I understand that sometimes it is a necessary evil, but you can do it in a way that's not, you know, fucked up because me sitting on snow, having a funny video doesn't hurt anybody. It doesn't do anything negative to the community. It doesn't offend an entire group of people. All it does is just enrage men who are insecure and have to project that by telling me I'm not skinny because I gave them the low hanging fruit of comparing me to a cow. Cause I'm literally sitting by a cow, but like, it's just so funny. It's also just weird on dating apps because like I obviously, like I said, I've been a muscle mommy. I've been in the gym. I've lost some weight. I don't know how much exactly. Hold on. I have like a, <coughs> like a weird tickle going on. <coughs> it was hot, right? Oh my God. It might not go away. It might not go away. I might have to stop this bitch again. Okay. I think, I think I'm good. I don't know. We'll see. But, <laughs> um, but like, it's just. Like I said, that video doesn't incite violence in somebody because that's the thing is the Nate Garner video pissed me off so much because I'm just like, what do you, how do you think your grandpa, no, your grandpa, your great, great grandpa, who probably there's a good chance was drafted in a fucking war, went through a great depression and had to work his ass off doing physical labor. How do you, I would love to watch him watch your grind on me video and just like get a good feel because <clears throat> If you really want to be like the, well, women aren't what they used to be. Men aren't either, bitch. Y'all men are fucking soft. Okay. Y'all are soft as shit. You know how many men I talk to on dating apps when I know how to change my fucking tire and they don't? You know how many men I talk to on dating apps that I know how to change my oil and they don't? You want to go into those gender roles? Because we can. Because I don't give a shit. I'm totally fine with being a woman who has a lot more masculine qualities. It doesn't fucking bother me. It doesn't knock my fem femininity at all. Okay? I actually prefer men who aren't like, Bleh! because usually they're really cool and not as annoying. But I, I like, I'm okay. I'm okay with being a more masculine person in a relationship because I can understand and agree that masculinity and femininity don't have a gender to them. We all have those qualities. Oh my God, this tickle. <coughs> it won't go away. I'm dying in the club. I'm out here dying in the club. <coughs> I love this podcast episode. You guys are all probably like, Hey Lacey, can you fucking not <laughs> cough into the mic? I'm like that meme, you know, that little cat meme where its mouth is like fully open and it's always just like toddlers cough like this. That's how I feel right now. That's how my mom fucking coughs. Fucking sidebar. Oh my God. I get on my mom so much for this because it's because it makes her laugh because she will sit there and cough like that fucking toddler meme I'm talking about and just be fully miserable and not drink water for like 10 minutes. <laughs> like I'll try to get rid of a tickle for like maybe 30 seconds to a minute max. And then I'm like, I need fucking water or something. Cause like, this is not fun versus like I said, my mom will straight up just fucking sit there and just keep fucking coughing. And I'm like, I'll just finally be like, fucking drink water. <laughs> and then she's just laughing her ass off at it. And I'm like, well, dude, seriously, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> And she's just like, well, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, okay, but that's fucking weird. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't want to play this whole gender norm role bullshit because you don't want to provide for all those things that people do. Because when men have to be the provide, first of all, in this economy, unless you've got a really great, I mean, I guess influencer could provide for both at his, as well, I don't know. I actually don't know. Like, what is Nate Garner even doing now? Let's go to Instagram and let's, I'm sure he still probably has like a couple million at least. 
probably honestly like 10 because he is oh 1.8 million i mean that's still i mean i only have 600k like that's that's a good bit bruv that's a good bit but like seriously i just oh my god one of his okay let's talk about his story fucking saves because we have yacht and then bro tips <laughs> i fucking hate it here oh god wow that's that's rich that's fucking good that's that's good anyway like i said so obviously he's still probably doing very fine how many does he have on tiktok i don't know i'm just here i am now just gonna fucking is he on tiktok i wonder first thing you search for nate garner is nate garner canceled okay so he has 1.7 on tiktok bitch i have more than you on tiktok so eat a dick no, i'm just kidding <laughs> I don't give a shit about fucking numbers. He also hasn't posted since the, uh, he hasn't posted this year yet. And that's the thing is like some people, if they started on one platform, they like when they like, they don't always, they're not consistent on all platforms, which is totally valid. Like I said, he's probably doing just fine. We'll go to YouTube. I don't know. Let's just fucking, I'm curious. Okay. I'm curious. And I am a hater. I will hundred percent be a hater here. He has 1.1 million on, um, well, I don't know if this is his only channel. I became an alcoholic. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then one of them's I bought a yacht. <laughs> Seems like you've got some up and downs going on, my brother. Um, but yeah, so like I said, he's probably doing just fine. Um, but maybe also maybe not because his views aren't that great on YouTube. And so maybe that's why he did this fucking weird ass podcast fucking bullshit of saying that we need we don't want men we don't want you to be our moms we just want you to act like our moms when they were what you know what your mom was like at 26 she might have been a whore nate <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry I'm, I'm sorry but i just i mean i'm just fucking saying like what the fuck do you mean like i do not i don't get it i don't fucking get it if you i have always said that i think that if one if so if this is a family and there's two parents because let's say they have kids in the equation. I think that if one parent is able to fully stay home with the child slash children, I don't think it's crazy for them to take care of the house. But I also don't think that it's their only job and that the other person doesn't have to touch a single fucking thing. Because I don't know if you've been a ch with a child for multiple hours in a row, but it can be a fucking lot if that's your only socialization. And so I think they deserve a break. And so... A partnership is a partnership at the end of the day. Like I've always told people, I am still on the fence of if I want kids or not. I'm just not 100% sure. And I've told people that I think it really depends on who my partner ends up being in life. Because if I'm with somebody who is a very supportive human, which I mean, this is who I hope to have, obviously. But if I have somebody in like, but I mean, in the sense that they want kids, because if I end up with somebody who doesn't want kids at all, I think I'd be fine with that. And then obviously that decision is made. But if I ended up with someone who really wanted kids, that's why I'm always like, on my dating apps, I say open to kids. But if I like I said, if I ended up with somebody who really wanted kids, as long as they were super supportive, and you know, very helpful and really understand that it's a partnership. I'm hundred percent down to poop a kid out, but I refuse to be a single parent in a relationship because I've seen too many people do it and they just deal with it because they're just like, they think that's the way it's supposed to fucking be. Like the amount of times people have told my best friend when he, like when her husband watches their kid, they'll be like, Oh, he's babysitting. And she's like, no, he's taking care of his fucking kid. What the hell are you talking about? Or I know one person who said that they're, somebody, I think it was their cousin or something, asked their mom to just watch the kids so that she could stay in a hotel one night away from the kids, just have a night to herself, you know, because she has twins, totally understandable. But also you have a fucking husband. Why is, why are you at the point where you are so exhausted that you're having to do that? And he's just chilling. And he also gets a night away from the kids. You didn't even want him in your hotel room. Like, I don't want that. And I'm not saying those are bad. I'm not saying, like, I'm not trying to shit on anybody's relationship in any way, shape, or form. I just know that I am somebody who can get overstimulated. I am somebody who can get irritated. And I want to make sure I have a good partner because I want to be the best parent I can be. And I don't think I could be the best parent if I was doing it all a lot. Like, I don't think, if I think if, if most of it was on my plate, I don't think I would do as well. Um, people who can, single parents, y'all are fucking insane you're built different and i respect the fuck out of you and i don't think i could do it straight up that's why i'm like no <laughs> but 
it just, that's like what I really like. That's what it really comes down to, to me is I just, the partner that I end up being with, you know, cause like I said, I'm not opposed to having children at all. Like I, I love kids. I love being an aunt and you know, I think I would be extremely open to fostering and adopting, but when it comes to actually, you know, dealing with the newborn stage and everything, I'm like, I need somebody who's going to be there because if this kid's been crying for 16 hours, guess who's also going to start fucking crying? Yeah, girl, <laughs> like 100%. I'm going to be wearing earmuffs while my kid's crying and I'm trying to soothe them. I'm going to need somebody to come in and break that shit up because I'm, if not, I'm going to go into a tailspin. <laughs> like that's just, I know. I know my weaknesses. Okay. I know my strengths, but I also know my weaknesses and I'm, I'm woman enough to admit them. And that is one of them. So I need to make sure that that is not what happens. <laughs> but I just, like I said, I just, oof, that shit got me going though. Cause when he came out there with that hot, heavy fucking pile of shit falling out of his mouth of being like, we don't want you to be our mommies. We just want you to act like our mommies. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, guess what? I'm nobody's fucking mother. I'm nobody's mother but Doja and my cows and my dogs, you fucking piece of shit. I'm not doing it. I take care of enough animals out of the day. I do not want to take care of man. But again, also, like I said, I will become a domesticated little fucking bitch. (laughs) If I like a man, I will make cookies, okay? I will become a little house on the prairie motherfucker if it's a man I really like. So maybe you're not doing it right. You know, you know, you can be hot, but maybe you're not all that, you know, sometimes hot people, they don't have a personality and that's okay. But also maybe that's why, cause that's what I'm saying. I don't know if that's every person you can definitely sound off with your opinions. But if I like a man, I become a domesticated little bitch and I'm all, I'm disgusted by it, but I do. Okay. I do. And I don't like it. I don't like it at all, but I do. I'll be like, I cook for you. I'll do your laundry. You work hard. You work hard. You got long days. I get it. Let me take care of you. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. Why do I do that? I'm like, that's disgusting, Lacey. What are you doing? And I'm like, well, he's cute. <laughs> said, Look at him. He's cute. He's got a little job. <laughs> Look at him working so hard. <laughs> and they're so stupid. They need us to help take care of them. <laughs> they can't possibly juggle it all. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Well, again, Thank you for being understanding. I'm so sorry that I had to miss an upload. I hated missing an upload so early on because literally we're only a couple months in and I was like, God bless. But you know, life happens, shit comes up and there's just nothing you can do about that. So I really appreciate you guys being so flexible and understanding and just kind in general. You guys rock. And like I said, I'm not going to cry again, I promise. But you guys letting me be like this being my job has just been amazing because I can just do all the things I need to do, especially when it comes to shit coming up like that with my mom. Like that's just such an incredible experience and thing that I just cannot thank you enough for. So if you want to keep up to date with the podcast better, I would definitely follow the Instagram at feral cow bitch pod. Um, or you can submit any kind of feedback that you would like. You can also send it to the email at tell the FCB at gmail.com. Uh, both those will be in the description. You can check out hefferpleaseco.com. That is my small business. That is the only sponsor of this podcast so far. And that is another way that I make money from my shit. <laughs> I have a small business with all kinds of fun stuff. You can buy keep plushy cows and shit. But anyway, I will have a fantastic rest of your day, week, month, year. And we will talk soon, peeps. All right. Bye. That's not my correct intro. Love you. Bye. It's also not an intro, it's an outro, but you know what? We'll get it one day. <laughs> <laughs>